We come to this place for magic. We come to pop pull review, to laugh, to cry, to drink. Because we need that, all of us. That indescribable feeling we get when we hit the play button and go somewhere we've never been before. Sound that I can feel. Somehow, heartbreak feels good in a place like this. Not just entertained, but somehow reborn. Together. Pop Poor Review. We make movie podcasts better. Hey guys, welcome to Pop Poor Review, the movie podcast. I know this is weird. There's no clip before we start. It sounds a little quiet here on the podcast. That is because it is just me today. Lucky you. Um, But unfortunately, Kelly and Jimmy could not be here today because we are actually all moving together. Uh, We're all moving in together. So we're, we're always a month ahead for our podcast and moving is crazy. We're moving from two apartments into one. So it's just a little crazy and hectic and the schedule just isn't working for us all to be together for to record uh, for the month of March. So instead of giving you no new episodes, we, we definitely wanted to give you something because I, 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 I don't know. We, we just felt that was wrong not to like have any new episodes for a couple weeks. So we were doing awards month this month. It's the Oscar month. We were like, well, why not? Let's just do awards month. So let me just tell you what our episodes are going to be about this month before we get into this episode today. Of course, you clicked on this this episode, so you know you're listening to a look back on what we have said about the 2021 Oscar-nominated movies for the 94th Academy Awards. Next week, you have just me again, and I am going to be doing a final predictions for all the categories for the Academy for the 94th Academy Awards. Uh, if I can find someone to come on, that'd be great. If one of our my co-hosts can come on, if our schedule works out, that'd be great. But it's probably just going to be me. Then, for the back half of our month, we will be all together again. Um, we are going to do, for the third week, our third annual Pop Awards, my favorite episode of a podcast every year. Uh, really excited about that. And just in case you don't know what the Pop Awards are, it is Pop Award Views own Oscars. We did our own award show here, and it's really fun. We nominate our own movies. We pick the winners. So it, it's a really fun episode. It's sort of like we get more excited for this than the Oscars because it's like you're more involved in it. So uh, that's definitely one to check out. And then our last week is going to be a recap of the Oscars, the Academy Awards, 94th Academy Awards. So we we will be giving you awards content. Um, but yeah, we, we just didn't want to do, we just didn't want to have no episodes for a couple weeks. So we figured this would be better than nothing. I want to do some housekeeping before we get into today's episode. And the drink for this month is The Contender. I could have been a contender. It is tequila. It is Cointreau. It is cranberry juice, Sprite, and lime juice. At all, when you're listening to our episodes this month, pour it in a glass, throw some ice in it, and drink and listen along. But drink responsibly. So, on this look back, uh, we actually talked about a good amount of the Oscar-nominated movies, so I kind of just want to like replay and kind of remind you of what we said. Keep in mind, these are old episodes, so we might have said we didn't see it at the time, and things have changed since then, but we just wanted to kind of remind you of what we thought of all those movies, because it, 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 it felt like years ago sometimes, some of these movies. And I want to start with looking back on the Best Animated Feature category. We actually talked about four of the five nominees. We talked about Mitchells vs. Machines, Ryan the Last Dragon, Luca, and we talked about Encanto throughout the podcast. So here's what we had to say about those movies. And like always, we got off topic sometimes. And sometimes 
we tried to figure out where some of these movies would fit into the Disney parks. So take a listen. There was a lot of good animated movies this year, I have to say. What's the... Mitchell vs. Machine will come back later. No, no, I had Raya and I almost had Encanto. Oh, true. Encanto was... I liked Luca, too. I, I, did you guys... not, I did not care for Encanto. Oh, I still listen to the music. It's so good. Um, it, it, it was like... I didn't think the music was that great. I don't think anyone they chose were great singers, so... I didn't care for any of the songs at all. Like... It, they just didn't flow, in my opinion. Like, when I think of them, I only remember the word Madrigal. And then everything else, I'm just like, I can't even remember the rest of the songs. The Bruno song. Oh, that's like such a good the, song. The song they the pressure sing. song. They sing with like, the flower But she didn't girl. sound like a singer, though. See, I like pressure, but it to me, it's like um, what's um in the remake of Aladdin. What's the song she sings? Uh, Speechless? Silence? Speechless. Speechless. It's like it's a good song, but it doesn't fit the movie. It, it didn't. It but I can. But surprise. I remember that song though. But I remember Speechless. In Kanto, I don't remember any of the songs. I didn't think there was a flow to them, and I don't think any of the singers were great singers. Like I don't re- even remember the grandmother singing. Oh really? I have it on repeat when I listen to the. I have the album on. I can't stop listening to it. Um, I think Stephanie Beatrice was um, weak in that department. Oh, really? I liked her. I thought... I mean, she did barely sing it in the Heights. I don't, yeah, but I didn't think her singing was bad, though. No, but the, no, it wasn't even that. It wasn't that she's a bad singer. It was that her voice was just lacking a quality that made me want to, like, listen to it. Like, it mm. didn't bring me in. It was just like, she's a singer. It wasn't like Idina Menzel or, like, anyone else where it's like, ooh, their voice is really getting me. Their voice is getting me. It was just like, she's a good singer. That's it. I will say, I mean, Kelly, obviously will disagree with me, but I think this would be a good Broadway play. I I thought that too. No, I don't think it. I think it would be a good Broadway play because it's also like, it's a very contained story. So it would work on the stage. I also like, would love that Disney to build the house and I can go all different rooms because those rooms, I want them to explore that more. That was kind of cool to see like a whole world in a room. That was interesting. Just really quick before we move on. I kind of like that um, Mirabelle doesn't have a super like beautiful strong voice because she's supposed to be kind of this like socially awkward outcast of her family and they kind of started it with like Anna and Frozen and Frozen and I kind of like how they don't give them the most perfect voice it kind of it's a very it's a good voice but it's not like a it's not like it's not like pristine because it kind of adds a layer to the character which which I like but let's get into Raya did we like it yes I loved Raya it's re- I've watched it three times already. It's really good. I had to say, like, it took me, like, I. it was a good movie the whole time, but, like, you know when, like, you realize, I'm like, you're, like, sitting at a movie, well, I mean, watching a movie, and you're like, wow, this is really good. I, it didn't take me till, like, maybe after her, like, the origin part, like, like once they actually got into, like, wa- like the, 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 when she's older, mm-hmm. that's when I was like, oh, wow, this is actually really good. And, like, I feel like Disney should take notes. Maybe their animated movies shouldn't be all musicals. Maybe they should be a mix of musicals. And action movies, because I feel like they do a pretty good job. They've done action movies like this before, though. Not Disney Princesses, though. Mulan. But also, that's a musical, though. This was this was like a strictly no music. Considered a princess, Raya. Yeah, she's a princess. princess. Oh, she is is considered a technical princess. Mm -hmm. Well, they call her a princess. She's the princess of heart. Oh, that too. So I guess is is what's um Gemma Chan's is that Namari? Is that Namari? Is she a princess technically? Then technically. But it gave me vibes of a lot of like a lot of different movies, just like hints. Like it gave me vibes of like Avatar because of like The Last Airbender. The Last Airbender. It gave me vibes of like yes, just yes. just because of um the stone thing. It gave me vibes of Infinity War. 
because of how everyone like instead of dusted they went to stone. There uh, was one it gave me. Uh, what was it? I got Moana. That's Mostly why I didn't be- like the beginning. I didn't like the beginning animation because of that. Well, because that's what the beginning when they're retelling the story. I was like, this is very Moana yeah. and like uh, Maui stuff like that. And I was like, oh, I really hope that they're not gonna rip off Moana. But then that's why I think it became the wow. I really liked it after like the six year jump. Also, the animation was beautiful. The colors. It was just. And this was all from the animation home. was good, but I fa- I did find a little issue. I felt like their mouths didn't always match up with their with the words. I I actually like, noticed that a couple times. I'm like, did they just like not match this sync this up? But no, yeah, I was also thinking at the same time, like, where could they put this in Disney? Because I kind of want to. I almost want them to put this if they ever need to get rid of Avatar World or the ride itself, Pan- uh, Flight of Passage. They can just put going through um going through. Uh, Kum- Mandra. Kum- uh, Kumandra. Can I actually tell you? I was like all the different I was, lands. I was thinking where they can put a ride in, and I was thinking they should. They can make this the Indiana Jones ride in Orlando, where you're trying to get the different the the, the stones, okay, and I you're on Tuk Tuk. Ooh, so oh, that would stuff. be really good. So Disney Imagineer, um, it's it is uh, Saturday, <laughs> March 6th. <laughs> if, if I notice in a couple of months or years that you do this, I will pull this back up and you will be sued. And like all the handle, all the things you hold on to are his like horns. Yeah. Ryan the Last Dragon could be literally a great like window into actually making Beastly Kingdom, which they originally wanted to make for Animal Kingdom. Yes. Yeah. Oh, but they should. But that's what I think. They, I've heard rumors that this is we're just going all over the place today. But I heard rumors they're getting rid of Dino Land. So I was like, make that uh, Kumandra or as much as you can of it. Cause it's not that big of a space. But then actually, you walk pretty far to dinosaur to the to, to the dinosaur ride. Do, yeah, because it's like weirdly in the corner of like nowhere. Like Jimmy, I never understand did that. Did you just come up with like a great idea? Oh my I'll, goodness! I'll call Bob. Was it JPEG? Bob JPEG. Yeah. I'll call Bob. Matt, can you 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 work for ABC? Can you get me uh Can you get me his number? See, like I was just thinking the other day, I was like, I would love to be an Imagineer to like do these things. But... I will become an Imagineer now. I just created an Imagineer. Oh, that would be so much. That would actually be a great. That would be a great thing, actually. Okay. Whoever wrote the script did a really great job because I was like. This is actually funny. Like, I am actually, like, laughing out loud to this. Like, that hasn't happened in a, a while in a Disney movie where, like, I literally was, like, almost crying yeah. from, like, laughter. And I can see where they said, like, the original cut, like, if they hadn't cut anything, it could have been rated R. I, I saw that, too. There was, like, because broken bones and blood. I would have... Like, that one... It's, 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 it's not... It's, like, a dark film. It's not, like the normal disney well, why would i call it like dark it's well frozen it's probably equal to frozen 2 dark level yeah like this mm, it, yeah it, it I takes guess so. it takes like yeah because i mean it's sacrifice death disney knows how to like bum you out but at the same time you're like with a smile on your face like you're like I oh feel, you're laughing yeah. at the same time like the farewell aquafina it's aquafina but also once again this shows that when you when you have a majority of like uh asian influence you can make a great movie when you ask the people who the movie's about they'll give you the right answers yeah you mean to say julia roberts would not have made a good harriet tubman (laughs) we'll never know we'll We'll never never know know. but like no but this also like shows like i don't think any of the let me wait before i say that i want to make sure i don't think any of the directors were asian but like as long as you have them contributing to the film like you're gonna get a great product i mean it would have been nice people who are doing the world building yeah exactly exactly it would have been nice for asian directors but i mean at least they had an uh asian cast and asian writers and but what what i'm saying is yes you you might not have an asian director but you you have the right people to surround you with yeah 
So, but yeah. let's 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 put this out here. Just because this is a movie that is about that takes place in Asia and the characters are Asian, doesn't mean that an Asian director has to direct it. Yeah, it's all about the director being respectful of the work and understanding what their job is to bring the writers and producers story to life. So let's just put that out there. Not saying that someone, an Asian person, has to direct this Asian movie. Like mm-hmm. that's just not we're not gonna say that let's be honest like probably like the director had the writers help too like and you had the people or probably yeah. uh, the cast they probably I, I know like i remember reading a lot of stuff when it's a very like specific story they say like they're like they the cast gets so much input into their characters and into the world and you can tell the world is like that's why it reminded me of avatar because the world is so detailed uh the mitchells versus the machines okay such a genius it is my favorite film of 2021 so far. Ooh, I hopes. Um, it's about film, okay, and it's about machines. Mm-hmm. And I like to say that I would probably be the first one kidnapped in this whole movie. Oh, hundred <laughs> percent, because I do watch all the Apple uh, seminar things when they like release all the new stuff, and like, if I would have like a pal five thousand, I would have been like, yes, please, like, I'll give you my money. Just take it. Just take it. I, I want it. But like in my notes, I literally have Jimmy would be the first person captured by the robots. That's literally in my notes. Yeah, Jimmy would because he'd be like, I already pre-ordered it before they even finished speaking about it. Yeah, so I I need it. So Kelly, did you like it? Oh, I love this movie. I thought it was so good. It's like one of it was like the biggest. I didn't even see a trailer for this. I just remember Jimmy said something about it, so I just watched it on a whim, and I was just like. I love this movie. It was such a delight. So I was the same way. I never saw a trailer for this, but I think I just saw, I kept seeing like, oh, Netflix bought it and it's going to come out this day, whatever. And I know the cast, they were like, oh, these people are going to be in it. But I was like, oh, okay, like it's whatever. It's, I feel like Sony can be like a hit or miss sometimes. Not with Phil. Is it Phil, it's or, Phil Lord and Chris Miller, right? Yeah. yeah. No. When they make a Sony film, you watch No, when Sony they make film. a film. Oh, they, oh, they partner with Sony maybe. They, they usually are just with Sony. Because I had a thing of like, I, I put this in case we talked about it, like, Everything they touch is tur- tur- turns to gold. Everything they have is, I think they they think they have one bad movie, which was the Lego Ninjago. Besides that, like they have much more good than bad. Which also starred Abby Jacobson. So fun. Yeah, I mean, they, but they're just amazing. I don't know what they do. It's like they they're like they're geniuses. They they need to direct like a DC and a Marvel movie, because I think they would be good in like a superhero realm. They they would be better with a Marvel film because it's more like comedy. Yeah, DC. well, they almost directed a DC movie. They almost directed Flash. Oh, that would have been actually yeah, Flash would have been good. But back to this movie, this movie was amazing. It was I was not expecting it to like emotionally I like I laughed, I cried, I did everything. It was it hit me more than I thought it was going to. I just to. laughed, I didn't cry. No, but th- but, but they, I'm a I'm a machine. Just like I, you're a robot. Yes. I don't cry. <laughs> Jimmy doesn't cry, but he'll yawn and he'll have tears running down his face. <laughs> no, okay. Yeah. I I think I might have been <laughs> laughing too hard where I started crying. Does that count? Well, I did the same thing too. But like this one, it, was, it wasn't like a cheesy like. No, I got my feels. But it wasn't a cheesy like we're gonna hit you in the feels. But it was like a we're gonna hit you in the feels and you're gonna like it. Like it's like it was like when the dad's watching the f- the video back. I was like, oh no, I didn't. I was like, family's so nice. Oh god, <laughs> I was like, it's hitting me right in the feels. But um, yeah, this movie was amazing. It was Pixar level. It was fabulous, and I thought I thought Raya was a great animated movie, but I think this one even topped it. Okay, so let's talk about Luca. Did we like the movie? Yeah, it was better than I thought it was going to be. Kelly, I liked it. I didn't think it was great, but I liked it. 
I I I enjoyed it. It's not my favorite Pixar movie, but it, it definitely held up the Pixar caliber for me. I, I I did enjoy it. I like the simplicity of it. I don't know. I just the very. I feel like they've never gone that. Oh, maybe I'm trying to think now. I don't think they've ever gone that simple. Where it's just like more of like a. There wasn't much of a plot per se towards the first half, and then the second half sort of came. The plot kind of came in, but I I, I enjoyed. I enjoyed it. It's like I said, it's not, it's no cars Two. It's not a bad movie, but it's, it's not like my top five, but it's, it's a good movie. I thought it, I thought it was actually going off what Jimmy said, like Pixar, you're getting lazy. I was like, this movie, it's definitely better than cars Two. Don't get me wrong, but it's definitely like, I felt like they were a little lazy on this film. In what way? To be honest. Well, like all of the Easter eggs are at the end of the movie. Like they were like, Oh fuck. We forgot to put all this shit in. And then two, kind of like what you just said with the, story like this is an extremely simple story which is kind of like not what I was expecting because Pixar's usually they usually do really good with like picking a good like like a lesson or like a moral or something like that and it's just like this was just kind of like this is a pretty generic like this is a pretty generic story to be quite honest I mean I read that online like they said there what the moral was it was to like to uh, never stop, like to always uh, try different things. But like, I feel like to me, I let, that was the whole, I thought that was what actually raised it in my book with the simplicity of it. Cause the, I think the concept, if it went to into story, I actually think would for me would have heard it more. I thought I I'm liked, just going to attribute it to the fact that this is the director's first ever feature film. Yeah. It's his directorial debut. He's worked on like a bunch of Pixar movies as like I think like the art department I think it's said on. Did he do a Pixar short, La Luna? No, no. was that him? Was that Pixar? Yeah, that was him. Going back to what Kelly said with laziness, I'm like the first half of this was The Little Mermaid. Yeah, like him, he's That's collecting what I, gadgets. Exactly what I got. He wants to be on land. I'm like, this is The Little Mermaid. And then once they got to the actual Italian town, I was like, oh, okay, this is a different story now. If you listen to our podcast throughout the years, thank you for listening. By the way. But we get off topic a lot, and so it's always par for the course. So I definitely wanted to include some of those when we talked about the animated features. Now, before we get to what we said about the Best Picture nominees, I want to just take a quick listen back on what we said about the other movies that didn't get Best Picture but got nominated because just, I mean, just because you get nominated, I mean, no shade to the Oscars, but just because you don't get Best Picture doesn't mean it's a Best Picture. You deserve a shout-out. So here is some of the movies that got nominated but didn't get the the big award nomination. So take a listen. I have to say, I think Shang-Chi might be one of the best Marvel films I've ever seen. So how is it not higher then? Because I had movies I liked better. No, Shang-Chi is a very good movie. Marvel movies rarely make my top 10, unless they're like, it's like Iron Man, Guardians, and Infinity War. Those are the only three I would put in a top 10 list. Oh, yeah. I mean, no, Shang-Chi is very good. And Shang-Chi. I would say it's one of the best origin stories, probably. Compare like really close to Iron Man, but like it's up there because it had it was just great. Um, what was I gonna tell you? Oh, also, that bus scene is one of the best action scenes of the year. Very true. Uh, yes. Number two, and it almost was number one. It's like very. It's it could be number one if I think about it more. Is Tick Tick Boom? That movie is incredible. Andrew Garfield should win every award possible. Uh, it's just I was so impressed by. Oh li- wow. What? I'm in the minority. I didn't care for that uh, at all. I think Lin-Manuel well was. I think his directing was very impressive. Uh, it was. It was very good. Also, like the music is 
amazing repeat worthy like i can listen to it for hours i want to see that play on broadway but like just the way they did it in the movie it's like a one-man show and also i think it really resonated with me because like when i watched it and you know it still is like this like i'm having a conflict with my job so it's like i don't know do i change what i want to do or do i stick doing what i'm doing and just like do it till i do it and this movie is like literally about that and like sticking to your guns and doing what you're supposed to do and like i think it resonated even deeper for me so that's why it's like an extra love for this movie Ugh, it's so good my number one obviously spider-man no way home the only reason i put it one instead of two is because i saw it more so i was obviously and it's more of an i can see it more than i could tick tick boom and besides like the many great things and great elements this movie had uh seeing andrew garfield toby mcguire and tom holland and all three spider-man together i will not forget that movie going experience that's probably even greater than some of the things that were in endgame such a good movie amazing corella on disney plus and in theaters i like how the i don't know if you guys seen i mean it's been all over the like headlines of like entertainment sites that emma thompson and emma stone want to do a um sequel like the godfather where glenn close plays the older version emma stone plays the younger version and i'm on board for that just saying yes i did hear that are you on board yeah i did hear that too oh she called you yeah oh nice you don't get calls from all the people we do the podcast from i get calls from you guys not the people we talk about well and yet jimmy never invites them on to this podcast yeah where's emma stone today great job they said she said she was busy okay so jimmy i know you said you didn't like the beginning of free guy so why was that? I thought that the beginning, you weren't too sure what was going on. It was more like, like, look at the free city. Like, look what it's doing. Like, look, like, what all the people are doing and stuff. But once you figured out what was going on, like, why Jodie Comer was doing what she was doing and why Ryan Reynolds was doing what he was doing, why Guy was doing that, and I, I thought that it, 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 it kind of took off. I think the second and third acts are superior to the first act, which I thought was okay. I, I love the movie through it and through. It was gimmicky. The first act was gimmicky. See, like, I like the movie through and through, and I get what you're saying. Like, you didn't really know why he became, like, livable. Like, why he was, like, feeling these feelings all of a sudden for just seeing a person while he passes all these people all the time. And I was like, but that's a movie. You're supposed to learn as you're supposed to. That's why I don't like when they yes, tell and, you straight up. And I like, but I just I just thought it was it was gimmicky. Like, it was like, if, yes, you played, you played, uh, Grand Theft Auto. Grand, I was gonna say Fast and Furious. Grand Theft Auto. Oh yeah, you can you could um they have you can they rob banks, like there are car chases and explosions with all these like NPCs are just you know walking on the street saying, Hi, I'd like my coffee, please. Oh they did capture that very well. They did, but I thought that was just gimmicky. Like I'm like, oh god, are they gonna do this the whole movie? But here's the, I mean to me this like the, what's the actual story gonna be? The reason why it wasn't gimmicky to me is because Ryan Reynolds. To me, Ryan Reynolds it's weirdly like he he can the movie can be the most generic movie, but he makes it unique. I don't know if it's the I don't know if what it is about him, but it's like The Rock in like a different way, like where he's just like movies are always you he he finds a way to make it creative in his way. But like you did mention Fast and Furious, this was like just as fun as Fast and Furious movies if Fast and Furious movies were like actually written well. I didn't find it gimmicky. I mean, I I just I had a I was having so much fun like through and through. I was just like it was funny, it was like sweet, lighthearted. A good blockbuster movie that was actually good. Guys, I feel like I'm a like a like a, a radio host. I, I'm so, this is really weird because I'm by myself and I I have no one to bounce off of, which is sort of unusual. Like, we're just gonna move on because you've made it to the end. I don't want to keep you any longer. Okay, so finally, 
We made it to Best Picture. Even though I said just because you don't get it doesn't mean you're a great movie. But in terms of the look back of the Oscar nominees, Best Picture is the biggest award. And actually, we talked about 8 out of 10. And the two we didn't talk about is Drive My Car and Don't Look Up. And unfortunately, I still haven't seen Drive My Car. But what I'll say about Don't Look Up is no one come after me, please. I don't think it's a Best Picture nomination movie. So those are my just quick thoughts on that. But I wanted to take a look back on what we said because, I mean, surprisingly, I I didn't realize until kind of doing the research for this episode that we talked about just either little or, or at length about most of the Best Picture nominations. So take a listen. Here's the only thing I really enjoyed about Dune. The last five minutes and Rebecca Ferguson the entire movie. I wouldn't say Dune is in my worst. My Dune's not in my worst list, but it's not my best. It's kind of like a, eh, it's, it was there. Me and Jimmy, I think, are the only like unpopular opinion of like, the entire I'm world. S- I'm going to see the sequel. It's just, the la- it was like the last 20 minutes is was what the only good part of that movie was. I was so bored throughout the entire movie. I'm like insanely biased in terms of sci-fi movies, so that's why I really liked it. And I thought it was just like a great, like, like even though it's like just a setup movie, I thought it was a good setup because I really wanted to see the sequel as soon as it was over. My thing was that I so love, like, I love Dennis. How do you pronounce his last name? Villeneuve. Yeah, I love his movies, so I was really excited for this. And it just to me, it was like a, a nothing burger with nice to look at. But I also watched it on no sleep, so maybe that's why. King Richard. Yeah, I had issues with it, as you know, Matt. But I thought it was just a normal sports biopic. I was not, it was good. I thought the acting was good. I was not impressed, like being like, oh my God, this is one of the best things I've ever seen in my life. I thought sports bios, I thought it was actually like one top sports bios. I thought it was very good. I was surprised by it. I no. wasn't expecting much from it. So it's that's like, why. I think like literally I think top sports movie is Moneyball for me. That's like, good too. That was different. That was something different, but. And also I learned. Blindside for me. I learned a lot from it. I didn't realize like Venus really was the biggest, uh. Like in the beginning stages, that Venus was the big player, and they kind of like sideline Serena because now it's like flipped in uh, like current day. So the power of the dog, I think, because I was going with very low expectations. Jimmy was like, eh, "It's all right." So I'm sitting through because I don't like slow movies, but this was a slow movie that I loved, and it just was like I was on the edge of my seat. So good. Did have you seen it, Kelly? Uh, no. Oh, it looks too slow, so I like my interest in it is very low unless it becomes like an awards contender. I think it. I think it I think it might be the movie because I don't know everyone's all the critics are loving it which means like the Oscars are gonna go like, I, I I do not agree with that at all I know that's a big statement but like one of the reasons why I'm saying it is because on Rotten Tomatoes there's a thing called like the awards leaderboard for this year the power of the dog has 84 wins and then the next one is dune with 30 wins and last year Nomadland had like close to that number maybe less and the similar drop off in the next movie. So that's the only reason why, like, I'm kind of, I'm, I'm taking a educated guess. Also, like, I do think it's a good movie. So oh, wait, when know. it was first released, it got a lot of buzz. But since then, I, it's like not really on any lists that I've like reviewed lately. Oh, I, all the ones I've seen that it's been at least in the top 10, if not number one or two or three. I, it was, no. a, it was, it was just a movie. I didn't care for it. I thought it was way too slow. So that's what's so funny. I don't care for slow movies. And I'm like, this was slow in the best way possible. It just built your Jimmy likes slow movies, so that's surprising. That's why That's why I think I was going with such low expectations because I usually don't like slow movies. And I was like, I can't stop watching this. It was very good. Nightmare Alley. 
Now that's a slow movie. Now that was a great movie. That kept my interest the full two and a half hours. I loved it. Oh no, that feels like a seven hour movie. Belfast for me. Such a good movie. I didn't see it. It gives off Jojo Rabbit vibes. Not as good, but it gives off very good Jojo Rabbit vibes. Such a like such a, a good movie and like a simple, like kind of like it's just a good movie. And I I was really impressed by it. I will say though, West Side Story. I watched the original right before we saw it. I was like, wow, that's really good. Can't wait to see the new one. And I think the new one is better than the original. I have to say. Whoa, I, I keep whoa. going back and forth. I don't know. No. I, I think um what's her face? Anita? No. Uh, Maria? Maria. Why can't I think of her name right now? Rachel Ziegler? Yes, she's better than Natalie Wood. Mm-hmm. Ansel Elgort was god awful. Yeah, because she can actually sing. <laughs> and I think Rita Moreno and Ariana DeBoise is like, I don't know who's better. They're pretty, they played, they're pretty they, good. They played the character, I feel, so differently, but get the same. So I don't know. I will say. I think Ansel Elgort was the weakest part of West Side Story, which is why it doesn't trump the original for me. At first, I was like, I was a little nervous about his casting, and I was like, okay, he can he can sing, it's, it's good. But then the one thing that was like bothering me the whole movie is his like his character. Yeah, he was probably the worst part of the movie. Well, no, he probably yeah he is the worst part of the movie. Licorice Pizza, one of the best, one of I think possibly one of my favorite films of all time. It was good. I I loved it. Loved too. that movie. I sat in that theater and I was cinematic amazed. Do you know what like about like the like the awards pictures that I have like really enjoyed lately minus like Spencer is that Licorice Pizza and Coda I thought were going to be a lot heavier like expose movies that like I really couldn't follow or whatever but they ended up being much lighter and just like easygoing movies that made me fall in love with them. Mm-hmm. It's something I intensely, it's something that I really enjoy. Cause it's like my favorite thing about a movie is when I think, Oh my God, this is going to be kind of like a deeper thing. I don't know. They're going to try and go for this, this or this. And then I watch it and I'm like, Whoa, this was so light. I enjoyed it. I breezed through it. Like it was great. Yeah. Coda. I thought the same thing. I thought it was gonna be much heavier. Licorice pizza was probably I mean it, it seemed like a very fun light movie and it was to me that's why I, the trailers kind of showed that to me I thought it was going to be weird though I thought it was going to be a weird movie that you know what I'm saying like it's, it was going to be one of those movies where it's like okay you guys are doing something really weird but it was like a movie about nothing that I just loved watching because it, it was so easy to watch too and it's it's not a normal um Paul Thomas Anderson film I think it's closest is like Boogie Nights so I mean that that's another, exactly but that film gets dark too so I mean this is his lightest film but but that's another reason because it was Paul Thomas Anderson where it was just kind of like okay like I he has a, he has a certain style of movie that I expect and that this was just so different and I was like okay cool like this is a movie that I didn't have to think hard about but I enjoyed like almost every aspect of it and Alana Haim she better get nominated or I'm gonna riot I know I think she's on like the bubble right now. I think she. I think no, she should not be on the bubble. She she's like my number one right now. Over Kristen Stewart, because I know you like Spencer a lot. Yeah, over Kristen Stewart. A lot. Hain was so good. Coda is such she's a like, fucking good movie. I, I just watched it. I, I just watched higher. it last night, so I'm like, I can put Coda in there now. Coda, it's higher on my list. So fucking good. It's higher on mine too. It was a lot of. I I was. I wasn't in the mood to be reading, but I I did. I was reading. You don't even know you're reading. I like literally. I told I told Jimmy. I was like, you have to watch it. He's like, do I want to watch subtitles? I was like, yes, you fucking yeah, do. I'm like, am I in the mood to watch something with subtitles tonight? Like where I have to like actually pay attention. See, but like I, th- I, I thought it wouldn't be as light and like fluffy 
as it was. It's like a exactly. It's, it's such a cute film in the best way. I thought it would have been a lot heavier, so that's one of the reasons I'm like I'm not in the mood to watch a heavy movie tonight. But I did. <sighs> so good. Okay. And that's why I told you I was just like it was so much lighter and than I expected. Can I tell you? So like the main girl, then the mother and father, they're all getting like award buzz. Can I tell Eugenio, uh, uh, De- Deborah, who? The, the music teacher. Oh, oh. The, the music teacher. He was unbelievable. Probably had the whole... He, he was, pro- I think, my favorite. He's probably my... He's good, but he was my least favorite probably had the whole movie. Eugenio De- Deverez or something, whatever his name is. The I f- think he was my favorite part of the movie, followed closely by the father and then the girl. But you didn't get... Because she not a, she's not a native um, ASL person. She didn't get the... Do you know she's British? Yeah. Oh, no. Another person who can do an American accent. She didn't get, like, the, I guess facial the mannerisms of an, a person who speaks asl yeah as well as yeah, like, you know, she, everyone else even though she i would have thought i had to look it up I'm like did she know asl or did she, she have it, to yeah. learn it and she did learn it for the movie i'm thinking of um the the, the guy in um in sound of metal the main guy oh no the paul, the, paul, paul racy racy yeah he's a child of deaf adults that's yeah. how he knew how to um do all the sign language and stuff and i hope it gets the Oscars it's deserved. And pretty much this episode was like just the tip of the iceberg for what we said about these movies. I mean, some of these movies, we had a whole episode dedicated to it. So please, if you found what we said interesting, definitely check out those episodes. And if not, don't. But you're listening. So I feel like you do find what we say interesting. Uh, oh, my God. When I'm by myself, I feel like I just go on tangents because no one's here to stop me. I can sit here and talk about movies all day long obviously have a podcast but thank you so much for listening to this episode i hope it was an enjoyable look back it definitely was for me it was fun making this episode kind of hearing what we said throughout the past year and i just want to say thank you for listening guys and we will see you next well i will see you next week and i will see you every week this month because you have me all month and if you don't like my voice you still have me all this month so guys see you later Thanks so much for listening. You can hear us anywhere you listen to podcasts, and we want to hear what you think, so leave us a review. Give us some likes on social media, at review. Click around www.poppoorreview.com. Become a member of our Patreon page, patreon.com backslash review for exclusive content and drink recipes. And one last thing before you go, make sure to check out the Titan Media Collective and Titan Cast Network. Enjoy the rest of your movie Monday. That was a Titan cast episode.